Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and I'm happy to bring back our friend Marty McLeod. And today we're going to talk about one site that he's been working on for a little while, 100% info content, all outsource, all low competition keywords. And he's done a lot of work on it, but he's still kind of on the front end and just starting to monetize. So we're going to get into all the details and the lessons learned along the way. Marty, how's it going today? This is great. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you letting me be here tonight. And if you haven't caught up with Marty before, there's a few episodes. We've interviewed him a few times, but for the people that haven't checked those out, Marty, what, what do you do? How did you get into niche sites? What was your job before? Yeah. So my background, um, I'm an Auburn grad. I graduated with a uh, degree in electrical engineering. So I used to live in uh, close to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and then I always dreamt of being able to make money online, tried a few things, didn't do so great. I took your course, as a matter of fact, 2017, the, uh, roughly the middle of 2017. Over two years, I built one and then a second website. Uh, and then finally, when they were making enough money in, in 2019, I, I quit my engineering job. And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, I changed your life, right? <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> as a matter yeah. of fact, as my, honestly, Humble not to be brag. corny, but yeah. yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> so and, we, and we mentioned, I always try to mention it, like we... We did meet in person, which yes, is you know, right. tough. It's tough to do. I think you've met a lot of people yeah, now that yeah. you've, you quit your job in 2019. <clears throat> so you've met a lot of folks and built some community as you traveled. Do you want to talk about yeah. that just a bit? Yeah. You know, you, you bump into people. Uh, there aren't, I haven't run across too many people doing like affiliate or niche site stuff, uh, things, but a couple here and there, some e-commerce guys, a lot of freelancers, a lot of remote workers. But, uh, you know, in fact, I was, before I went to Ukraine, I was in Tbilisi, Georgia, my first time in Europe, and I ran across a guy who was in John Dixra's FactSax forum, and he knows, you know, people like that. They know who you are, Doug. And uh, I run across people. I say, yeah, I, I took, um, I've been on, I, you know, here's Doug's info, and they'll say, yeah, well, I know who that guy is. And I, I met a lot of people here and there who have heard of you, and they know a little bit about niche site stuff. But uh, matter of fact, I, one of the guys when we got out of Ukraine, guy messaged me the other day saying, hey, you know. I want to learn more about how you're making money online, how you quit your job. That's, that's really cool. You know, it's, it's so interesting who you meet. Amazing. And we're, you know, you, you <clears throat> dropped something there and I just have to ask about it. So you and I were talking off, yes. you know, off the record earlier, yeah, boy. you were in Ukraine. Um, yes. Do you want to just tell the brief version, be as dramatic as you would like to be? Um, yeah, it is absolutely crazy. So I emailed you a few, maybe a month ago. Yeah, that's and, right. Um, you're like, Hey, in Ukraine, we're like, cool, we'll set something up. And then a, yep. some time went by and I was like, Hey buddy, are you okay? So yeah, you're okay. Where, where are you at now? And how'd you get there? Yeah, I'm really grateful to have gotten out. So what happened was, was rough. So about the time you messaged me, Things got pretty bad after that. So within like roughly a week is when Russia started attacking uh, military locations across Ukraine. I was in Kiev, the capital. So, <clears throat> so they hit some military installations. So uh, until that point, people outdoors, it was just like normal. It was like everybody outside the Ukrainian people was like a lot of people saying, oh, this is probably going to blow over. It's probably just Putin. President Putin is, is bluffing and this, and that, and the other. We're not going to leave. And then within roughly a week to a week and a half, things got really ugly. And uh, that's when Russia started attacking the country. 
and it was about roughly about that a week, week and a half. I can't, I'm trying to remember the, the dates and stuff, but uh, <clears throat> I remember it was this week where things really started getting heated. They, the Russians started coming into the city and they hit Kharkiv and then they were coming towards the capital and I knew they were going to try to take the capital and I was still there and uh, we'd had explosions occasionally, but it got to the point where it was on a Wednesday that I said, holy cow, you know, this is re- getting really bad. The, I read the news. But there, it kind of, it's kind of weird because I would read the news and the news in the Western country is behind and t- because of time difference, also especially. So uh, when I read news, sometimes it was a little bit behind. So it was kind of hard to keep up. So that so basically on a Wednesday, I decided, well, this Friday, I'm going to get the heck out of here. I made plans to fly to the Philippines because I have a friend here who encouraged me to come. And what happened was the next day is when I found out, guess what? No airline will go anywhere near the country. They're all canceled, canceled all the flights. And then the president declared martial law. So there were no taxis available anywhere. Almost everything was closed except a few little stores here and there. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do? I didn't know what was going to happen. I tried to buy bus tickets because the only options left were a bus or train because I, I don't, I didn't have know anybody personally there with a car. So I was kind of screwed. I thought, what am I going to do? And I couldn't buy bus tickets for the Thursday. I kept trying and trying and trying. All the tickets were selling out. They're just gone like that. So I was like, what the heck am I going to do? So I managed to get tickets. I even bought two tickets for a Friday, that Friday. So I packed up uh, 4.30 in the morning, Friday morning. There are explosions going off outside. There's like two giant booms outside, right outside this little area out here. Just bam, you know, just bam. And the whole city shakes. And I was, I couldn't go to sleep. So I just got up and I got ready. And at about 10 o'clock, I drug my bags across. I don't even know how many blocks. What, uh, you know, uh, maybe it was a mile or so. Or I don't know. I can't even remember, but to a bus area. And my bus has never showed up, even though I had to, you know, I tried to be planning ahead and uh, I didn't know what to do. I met two foreigners, one of which, by coincidence, he spoke Ukrainian, even though he's from the Netherlands now. And we were their buses never showed up. So that evening at about five o'clock, we managed to get on the bus with a few empty seats and we paid cash to ride the bus to Poland. And we got out of there. And shortly after we left. The Russians started striking the city even more. I mean, the whole time we were there, there were sirens going off. There were air attacks. So it took us about 30 hours to get to the border in Poland and get across. And finally, we made it to Warsaw. Man, man, man I tell you, man, it was a lot. That was a, it was so stressful. I was just, it was killing me. I didn't know if I was ever going to get out. You know, that's insane. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because I knew, I knew they'd already done uh, Russia to attack the bank's cyber attacks about one to two, one and a half weeks before that. And I knew that they were going to hit it some more with the infrastructure. Probably if they, if they were able to capture the city, they were probably going to bomb the, the railways, streets, buses won't be able to go, probably turn off the electricity, data networks, cell phones. You know, I was so it just piles on itself. You know, you don't know what to do. It's crazy. So. And that was your first trip to Europe. So what'd you think? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Um, I learned some interesting lessons out of that. And of course, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm grateful to be out of there. It's, it's really unfortunate because I feel terrible. Um, I met other Americans there. I knew two guys there. Uh, 
And even though some people said they weren't going to leave, eventually a whole bunch of them did because it just got too real. You know, it gets too, when it gets to a certain point, I think your motivation to survive kicks in and you say, I can't do this. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've never been in such a situation, nothing even close, but I think when like you and I are from the South of the U S right. It's pretty quiet, pretty chill. Like we, we maybe were in a town where there was a little civil unrest at one point, but roughly things are very calm. So I wouldn't even know. I I would have been gone like very soon. Like anytime there was anything weird, I'm like, Oh, you know what? (laughs) Like I I can't even handle it. So I, I, I don't know, but anyway, that is an insane story. I'm glad you made it out. Let's talk about this site that you've been working on here. And there, there's a, you sent me a list of things, uh, things that went well, things that went wrong, but let's right. start at the very beginning. So this is okay. potentially a little bit different than some of the sites you've worked on. All info, yes. all low competition. Uh, what made right. you move in that direction? Uh, because, you know, uh, when I started with your course and when I cr- created my, 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 my main, my two main sites, I started with Amazon affiliates and, you know, uh, it could be very lucrative. I mean, it's, you know, obviously, but, uh, the problem, you know, one of the things is the, there's so much competition. And when I started doing informational content, because I had joined Mediavine, uh, what was it? The, I think I, was it? Yeah. I joined in late. 2019, but I didn't really start making a couple hundred dollars with ads until I think, uh, the very end of 2009, sorry, 2020. By that time I was, I started making close to a thousand. And then by 2021, I was making a lot more, most of my money with ads. And what I, I saw was that there it's going after informational keywords. I personally like it more. Plus there's just so many topics out there. There's a, a huge amount of low competition, keywords that are informational types. So you don't have to fight as much. Uh, I mean, there's always pros and cons, obviously, but you don't have to quite, if you go about it the right way, you know the correct path to take. You can do this without even building backlinks sometimes, you know. Perfect. You just have to ha- need to have the right plan. And I actually enjoy it more, to be honest with you, because I get, I get reader comments, emails, you know, I get comments on my website, emails, blah, 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 <clears throat> you know, and the feedback I get is actually, that's, it's very positive as well, you know. Awesome. And I think, you know, quick, quick note, in the old course, it was all Amazon affiliate. The new course that I have, um, as soon as Amazon changed their commission rates in <clears throat> the spring of 2020, yeah. I yep. revamped, retooled things. So it's more of a, ba- it's called multi-profit site. So it's a balanced approach. Right. And there are pros and cons for each one and the, the course yes. lies right in the middle. So just quick, uh, I'm, I'm defensive uh, apparently. So I'm, I'm like, I just want to make sure people know is it the same course. <laughs> yes, like 2016. Course. All right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Now you mentioned that you hired your first VA from the Philippines ver- via yeah. onlinejobs.ph. So how'd that yes. go? What made you want to hire a VA? So uh, I should explain to add a little, little bit of information. So the informational content model with ad revenue, if you go about it with, in a, with a good uh, plan, it's possible to scale up and make major bucks with that. But obviously, 
you can't do that as a one person show. You know, it's just not, it's not possible. So, you know, I, I remember I even asked you a long time ago and you gave me some advice about hiring, you know, content and how you started to really make it, you know, progressing and things like that. And I never forgot that. And I took that to heart. And then I looked at, I got some advice from a couple other people uh, who, are, who are doing this as well. And so I knew what I, steps I need to take. So I knew that uh, I could outsource the content creation, like, you know, the articles, I do the content planning myself and, you know, but I, I have to outsource a little bit so I could buy the content but then I still needed help with somebody to create the images. So for now, my budget would allow me just to, to hire a uh, VA. It's a very nice girl from here in the Philippines, as a matter of fact, a different city, different part of the country. And uh, so, uh, so I found out about onlinejobs.ph, which is a very, very pretty well-known website, you know. And it turns out the guy who, the American guy who created the website, he had some really helpful information about hiring. Because when I've hired and tried to do this as a beginner in the past, like with uh, Fiverr or Upwork or whatever the case may be, uh, it was, didn't go too well. <laughs> so he had a very short course, a video course. Uh, there's a couple of different ones. One was like $49. And while I was in Mexico, I watched it and I took notes. And he explained the things like a uh, hiring process, some advice, cultural differences, which actually was really helpful to know. I learned something I never knew before as well as uh, how to give tests for a potential candidate, you know? So I, I did that and I found a girl who was really nice, who did a good job. And so she's creating images to help offload the time and effort it takes to put the, uh, publish the new content on, the, on my new project, on my new website. Can you share how much you're paying? Yeah, so I'm actually, uh, gave her a raise. Uh, so it just went up to just a little bit over $3 an hour. Okay. And what was her yeah. uh, like set of qualifications? Are these like complex images or is it pretty straightforward? Do you tell her what to put on there or does she figure it out on her own? Uh, she, she, so she had experience also like some other people, but she did a little bit better job with uh, as far as the little screening test that I had in my, uh, uh, this process, you know, hiring process. Uh, so she basically does like feature, featured image for each, each post. And then in content, I call them in content images, like, uh, you know, like under an H2 subtitle, you have, might have a little picture. Those right there as well. And I kind of gave the guidelines for what I needed, like what size, uh, the font, you know, put a watermark on there. Here's the general style I'm looking for, uh, because I learned that it's good to create a document saying, uh, here's some examples. Here's what I'm looking for. Uh, some people even create videos. I did that as well. And you can do that in Loom or there's a lot of tools out there. You can let you do that. I did that crazy videos as well. And uh, so it's not nothing too complicated, but she was comfortable using tools like a uh, image editor, you know, so she already kind of knew the basics. So the rest of it is just m basically small stuff for her to actually carry it out. And with online jobs.ph, which you're the second one of my friends in the last <clears throat> two months that hired someone. And I, I think I may try to hire someone. So what kinds of other jobs is it like a full, and the price that you mentioned is, it, it sounds quite low, but with the exchange yeah. rate, like it, it's pretty lucrative uh, or at least a very fair wage for people in the Philippines. Yeah. So yeah. Can you talk about like the range of skills that are on that website? Yeah, I've seen quite a few. Um, of course I didn't venture into it too much because I was looking for specific things. So there's everything from accounting to customer support to uh, administrative duties. Uh, could be 
uh, social media stuff, job, you know, tasks, uh, gosh, all kinds of things like that, you know, uh, could be writing content, create, you know, writing articles, um, research. Oh gosh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on here. Cause I'm actually in a building where they, there's a company, there's a couple of companies here that actually have customers yeah. representatives here. Yeah. Gotcha. They're literally upstairs. Um, a lot of stuff like that. So think of whatever the things are where, um, it, whatever it is, that's probably like what uh, kind of clerical or might there, some of it was even web development. I remember that a little bit of that too. So, uh, it's a pretty fair amount of pretty broad number of categories. Yeah. Okay. I think I may, I may take a look over there. I've, I've been dragging my feet, but <clears throat> I'm at a spot where I'm like, ah, maybe I should take a pause and it'll, you know, it always takes a little bit longer yeah. when you hire someone to train them. You have to have some feedback and forth. Yeah. And yeah, then, definitely. Um, For sure. It, it, it takes, you, you slow down before you speed up really. So. Yes. Yeah, this was learning process for me too. This is my first time really actually getting legitimately <laughs> getting it working. <laughs> and I realized I jumped right in and talked about a VA. Okay. We really didn't talk yeah. too much about sort of the the content planning, and, and it sounds like this could yeah. be one of those niches where there's kind of unlimited informational keywords where you're like, yeah. you're never going to run out. Is that true? Yeah, I would I would say that's pretty fair statement. Yeah. How many like keywords did you find initially before you got started? Holy cow! Well, I mean, I could only go so far. I I, I did know the a little bit about niche already, but I always try to do my homework. Um, just to say, thousands and thousands and thousands. Okay, and, I, I have to stop at a certain point. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it sounds crazy, but that is the value of the informational content yeah, and keywords and totally i'm i have now identified a couple of those niches and they happen to be stuff that i was already doing anyway i just never looked at it at the info side so like i feel like if you can marry the right. two together <clears throat> you could have you know even if it's just five percent or uh five percent affiliate content and then everything else is informational content you can set up yeah. you know content clusters and you could really have a lot of topical relevancy and then just have all this, you know, huge amount of content. You're yep. never going to run out. So you found thousands yep. and currently how much content's on the site? So I have 261 posts at this moment. I just ordered another 40 and I'm three away from, I think I'm three away from getting ready to order another 20 on top of that. So 261. So I'm going to be at the 300 like within a couple of weeks. Where are you getting the content from? Uh, actually, I ended up. I've tried so many different things. I ended up for now settling on uh, using word agents okay. uh, because overall, I ended up getting what I felt like was pretty good stuff. I mean, nothing's perfect, but overall, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, and the customer support has been pretty good. I, you know, I got really. They're, they're all American writers, by the way. I need to make that very clear. Uh, I've also used word agents. I'm uh, sorry, not word agents, but a. Uh, 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 what was it? Writer. Uh, oh gosh, uh, where's my mind tonight? Sorry, I apologize. It's so late. Uh, uh, is it the? Uh, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Some yeah, it doesn't matter about, about the shit on, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, or I should say, there's another one that I've used in the past with all American writers that did really well. But uh, this one, yeah, I can bulk upload. So the pro, the pro to that is the down, the con is I don't have my little special favorites group. 
the pro is I bulk load up everything and whichever rider they sign it to, it's already on its way. So perfect. It's, it's turned out pretty well so far. Yeah. And roughly how much do you pay like per word or per article or however? You- yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm paying about the same as I've paid in the past for, uh, I'm playing. It depends on how the bulk quantities I get. So it's it's it comes up to around five and a half to six cents per word right now, which is not the cheapest. But you know you have to weigh that against you know what you're getting and how you feel about the value. Okay. So but I've, I've been pretty content with it. And it, you know the value. I mention it all the time. The value with the agencies is you don't have to do the project management. You just give them the topic or the keyword yeah. and then it comes out on the other side. Right. Yeah. So that's a huge value, huge amount of time that you're saving. Otherwise you'd be working with probably, you know, whatever, five, six writers or something like that. Yeah. And a lot of communication that could fall through the cracks or just be a little stressful. Yeah. Uh, the other agency, sorry, I had forgotten. It's Rudder Access, but that's a little, it works differently. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Sorry about that. Okay, Rudder Access. Yeah. You know? And I know you've had several sites, successful sites in the past. Yeah. And when you hire a company, sometimes they have an idea about how they want to format the content or organize yeah. it. How much input do you give them? Did you have a specific template where you're like, I want it to be yes. like this? How did you deal with that? Yeah. In the beginning, long ago, when I was just an absolute beginner, I did not, but now I'm, I'm, it's, I've refined it a fair amount. So that is actually very important because I wouldn't get the results I am without a good article outline. <clears throat> so even on my shortest articles, I use at least four H2s, I always have X number of uh, subtopics, H2s and H3s where it makes sense. So I have a, very, a pretty structured format. I, I'm currently using a Microsoft Word outline, and I uh, have my thing spelled out very clearly, H2, H3, H4. You know, everything is very clear. So when I give it to them, they all they really have to do is create the fill-in content in each section. Uh, and actually, in the past, when I was using Rider Access, when I, uh, and I did this as well, just wasn't as fine-tuned at the time. The writers that actually said, you know, this this is actually helpful. I'm glad you had this outline. It makes it easier for us because I think a lot of times that they end up trying to fill that, that space and it doesn't always turn out too well, you know. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. That's O-D-Y-S. They are the source for premium age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The feature domain for today is cyclingperspective.com. It was a blog about cycling competitions worldwide, as well as a site for reviewing cycling-related products. And we're talking bicycles here, I believe, bicycles. And the site was created back in 2012, 10 years old, domain rating of 10, domain authority of 27, obviously very brandable. And This is a domain that I think you have one of those situations where it's nearly unlimited keywords out there because there's always more cycling competitions coming up. And I'm not a uh, 
serious cyclist myself. I, I ride around the Greenway every now and then. We've been riding to breweries more recently. But some people treat cycling as a lifestyle. They travel around the country. They travel around the world to cycle in different places. And they really get into it. It's amazing the sort of subcultures that are out there. So you can actually put historical information on the site as well as writing new informational articles about competitions that are coming up. Additionally, it's a no-brainer to have product reviews. And I think you potentially, even though I suspect the pure cyclist wouldn't uh, really love to have the e-bikes and electric bikes, but those are very popular. I have a lot of friends who have picked up e-bikes and they use it for some light commuting around town here. But the idea is you could put product reviews on this site and it would fit in perfectly. And you have all these different informational articles that you can target as well. The good part with uh, bikes and high-end cycles, uh, bicycles, I'm throwing in lingo, even like I'm part of the community or something. But basically, you probably can get some very good, probably better terms with individual dropshipping companies or individual companies that would potentially want to put ads on the site. You might be able to get good terms for their affiliate program and so on. There's 143 unique referring domains. 82 of them are do follow and they are pretty amazing. These are big ones like bikeportland.org. There's some here. I I paused a little bit because there's some words here that I I don't know how to pronounce them, but they're big domains. Trust me. They're just, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, vowels in here, more vowels than I would have expected. Anyway, the point is, check out Otis. If you join using my affiliate link, you can get $100 into your account, and I might get a commission if you purchase anything. So thanks a lot to Otis Global, and let's get back to the interview with Marty. So you create a a little outline. It sounds like it's pretty, pretty tight formula, at least or H2 tag, sometimes more. And you have yeah. 261 <clears throat> posts currently. So did you right. write, you personally, did you write an outline for every single one of them? Yes. For the people out there that are thinking, and it sounds like a lot of work. What, what do you, how would you respond? I will say yes. Um, but if you think of it in terms of uh, part of the process, I'm not going to do this forever. The goal is for me to get it's it you, it pays off. It's worth. You're, it's going to pay off uh, if you put in the effort. If you you not only will get a return on your effort within the content in terms of uh, the keywords you rank for and therefore traffic. Once it starts making money, though, it's especially going to be beneficial because now that you know how to handle this, how to plan this out, then once it's making you're making money, you can go to the next step, which is hiring someone else, and you can show them how to do it. And when you're making more money. Can put that money back into the site and then keep growing your team. So if you have the correct approach from the beginning, because you you did it yourself, just like when I wrote our, uh, content myself, I understood what I needed to do, and uh, I was also also able to improve it. So I build on itself, and it helps me to get from point A to point B, then point C, and so forth. To keep keep going to the next milestone, basically. Nice answer. So. 
The other part, and I, I have to ask because people love these AI writers. So you created the outline, which I mean, yes. we've already identified that that sounds like far too much work <clears throat> for many, many people. And I say that with a smirk on my face for people that okay. are. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's, it's far too much work, right? And we're lazy people out there, especially me. So why yeah. not use an AI writer? So you wrote the outline. Why don't you just use an yes. AI writer and then skip all this uh, wasted time again with a smirk on yeah. my face? Uh, why don't you just get an AI writer instead of hiring real writers? Uh, so when at the time that I experimented, experimented doing this, I did not find it to be getting the results that I had hoped for. Um, there are some things I'm going to try to do to improve the efficiency that will be coming up. I'm going to test some tools and compare it to how I'm doing it semi-manually right now. But long story short, um, it was a struggle to get anything useful out of it, even though I was using the, for example, I tried uh, the RTYR writer. I've tried another tool. I forget the names of some of them. There's a bunch of them out there now. But I even got the Jarvis, the you know Jarvis boss mode plan, which is like $109 per month, which is one that's very hyped up. And he got a few out a few articles, but in outlines. But when it got to a certain point, I was just wasting so much time on it, and it just really wasn't satisfactory. So I realized pretty quickly that this is not going to be optimal because I have enough experience now to say this the the what. It's given me the on-page value. The on-page factors are not going to be very good. I'm probably not going to drive the traffic I would like with this. And the amount of time I, I spent on it just trying to get something good out of it, I could have just done it myself and, and been done with it and, and go into the next thing, you know, move on down the line. Yeah. So my personal opinion is that a lot of that stuff is overhyped and isn't quite ready for prime time, as we say. They, don't get me wrong. Some of it's useful for some, some stuff. And I'm going, like I said, I'm going to experiment with just, just, uh, helping to imp supplement me creating an outline and we'll see how that goes. But for now, it is definitely not an end all answer at all. So, so far right now, doing it the old fashioned way is still the best way, I think. All right, cool. And I, I love making fun <laughs> of the people that, that hype it up so much. And I call those yeah, I know. affiliates, you know, they're just affiliates <laughs> for the tools. That's right. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm not an affiliate currently, but oh, okay. whenever I jump on the bandwagon and I hype it up, you know, everyone can call me out and just keep playing back yeah. all the times I made fun of the tools. But <laughs> at some point, they'll be better than the article spinners of of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on. Content wise, any other you know big ideas about the formatting? I know. Um, you know, images can be important, sometimes diagrams. Yeah. And we talked recently about calculators right. and stuff. Are you going that in depth for some of these other richer pieces of content? Um, I, I'm still going like, um, for example, when I first started, I used to do these long, very long, high workout articles. And uh, I've reduced that down. So I'm, I'm trying to focus more on getting out a reasonable, more posts of a reasonable length and i still do in my particular case one of my niches you know diagrams are very important because it's technical info i want to explain well so i i still do my diagrams but i don't quite go as far in terms of workout or post that i used to i want to aim for more going after more topics and more getting more posts out as well as potentially trying new stuff as well like the calculator stuff that i've done recently is you know 
How as short a, yeah. of content have you been? Like, what's the lower limit? <clears throat> you know, that's actually an interesting topic. So, and this is strictly with my new site, which is, you know, the one that's purely informational that we're talking about. So I got really curious because I've seen, um, I've seen these massive websites. I don't know how to describe them, but I think a good name might be like an aggregate, aggregate answer website where it's almost a, as if they scrape questions and some text and put it in and create a post with it. Some of those were super short, but long story short, and for some search queries, uh, Google will rank stuff as low as say 400, 500 words. So I thought I've always done at least a thousand and people tend to say, well, you should do at least this long. I thought, well, you know what? This site is not really like some authoritative site and they're ranking in the top three, top five. Why don't I give this a shot and see what happens? So I did that. And guess what happened? A lot, a bunch of mine are ranking top three positions, just as low as 500 words. Uh, I do it based on what's ranking and you have to use your, you know, you have to use your best judgment. But it just proves that it's possible. Um, I, d- I do make an effort to I always, like I said, I always use at least a minimum of four H2s to break it into sections, especially if you're going to be running ads. You, you want to have, you know, enough uh, display depth for ads, uh, display ads. So I don't make some tiny clump of text, but uh, it goes to show you that there's not a magic formula for, for X number of words. So you look at what Google is, it, how tr- Google is treating what it's ranking and, and use that as a, as a kind of a rule of thumb and then go from there, you know? <clears throat> and I think, yeah, I think we're, I'm glad we're shifting. Sometimes you can answer a question and help a visitor out without going into, yeah. you know, 1500 words for a very short yeah. one sentence answer. So it's great to see that. All right. When did you start this site? And tell me if you had any indexing issues, because I know that's yeah. Common oh my gosh! Recently, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I started it. I, I built. I created the site uh, in. I believe it was the end of 2019. So just let's just say it was like somewhere around Christmas 2019, where it was officially up and going. So coming into 2020 everything was cool and I had a bunch of post indexing and everything seemed to be pretty good. Um, and that was about the time that at the time I used to have that all in one SEO plugin and they got bought out and they changed the, the, the company, whoever bought it, they were screwing around with it and they had a bunch of updates with they forcing auto updates, which you're not supposed to do. And I don't know what happened. I, I still can't say exactly, but it's almost like my post got de-indexed. So it took me, it took me three, four months before they got back showing, appearing in Google search results again, and not even all of them. It was so diff- frustrating, but I, I've been very consistent about adding it, uh, roughly 20 posts per month. I, I said, okay, this sucks, the indexing problem, and I've tried everything, and so far I haven't found a good solution for it, but I'll just keep moving forward and keep putting more content out there. And um, uh, it seems to be a, a, an issue that a lot of people are reported having where either new URLs don't get indexed very easily at all. It just can take forever. And uh, I've noticed also that even if they get indexed, sometimes they don't appear in search results for that search term because I'm tracking my keywords in two different tools and it helps paint a big picture about what's going on. So most of them are at this point, but it seems to be like taking a very long time. It's like just a few per day and then it'll fluctuate a little bit. And then eventually it kind of slightly improves. I started, I started off with like a hundred of them 
not even appearing in search results at all. It was, it's really stressful, you know? And it sounds like the site's about two years old. Is that right? I guess that's, uh, or, so I guess it's about, is it something like that? Okay. A little over <laughs> yeah, two yeah. years old. And <clears throat> yeah. at this point are, are things indexed because of the history and the traffic that you're getting on the site? Yeah, it is. It is getting better. So it finally just a couple, it's like, was it like, uh, three or four months ago, I hit 10,000 sessions per month. Finally, finally stuff started indexing and I even use an indexing tool, but, uh, Google just still, whatever's going on with the Google algorithm. So wasn't being nice. So eventually it started gradually growing traffic. So I'm just going to keep growing it. I'm just going to keep focusing on what, what, what is working and just keep going. But it, it seems to be that it's, if you just keep going, if it keeps getting bigger and doing the right things, it, it sooner or later is going to get there. You know, I unfortunately haven't found a, a solid explanation for what's going on. Yeah, no, no one knows. Every, everyone yeah, has these exactly. theories and they're like, do the instant index this or that. But yeah, I that's mean, no, that's yeah. All, all the usual advice doesn't seem to always work at all. Some, sometimes it doesn't do anything. I, I've tried most of that stuff already. Yeah. So you mentioned that number one, you've been working on it for a little over two years or so, and you're just starting to potentially monetize and it it hasn't even earned anything yet. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's part of, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you got it. Yeah. This is part of the struggle, right? Like some false starts and you're putting money and time into it a lot of time. Yeah. And you're, you're scaling up, right? I mean, you published quite yes. a lot of content. So right. can you talk about budgeting your time and money as you're scaling up on a new project where you're like, I don't know if it's going to work. Yes. Um, and I will say that taking the advice from people like yourself and others who are already proven to be successful helps you have a frame of reference and know what you're getting into and not give up get discouraged. So I knew that this is just going to take time. So, um, I budgeted for how much, how many articles can I afford to have created by a content agency every month? And that's just say, let's just say it's 12, roughly $1,200 us per month for roughly 12, 20 articles, give or take. And then a little bit of money for, uh, I have a VA to do the images for each post. She uploads those once I've, I've, I've uh, uploaded the content. Once I get it and I edit it a little bit. So, it takes me about two days to do my content planning before I place an order. So let's just say that's like 20 hours editing. Let's just say that's about another eight. So that's every month. That's somewhere around 30 until I can hire someone to, to offload the work that I'm doing. Uh, so it's been consistently doing that month after month, but it's, I'm just, I've just been approved for ads with Minivine for that side. So I'm really looking forward to, taking that money and putting it back in and just growing it, scaling it more. Along the way, was it hard to keep putting money into it, especially with various issues? Did you ever question yourself and think, Hey, it's time to bail out. Yeah, absolutely. Plus I should also add that I really could have sat down and and budgeted better when I first started because part of stress, the part of the stress was, uh, not even the money itself. It was, uh, that that itself has been a thing that you have to deal with saying, man, you know, there's always that little voice in the back of your head. Uh, gosh, is this going to work? You know, I was, I spend in this over a thousand dollars every month on this and I, I can't, I can't go do something fancy because 
I'm spending part of my earnings just investing in this website in the hopes that it's going to pay off one day. What was interesting was one of the things I've heard about was when I hired my VA and she does the images, like I mentioned, uh, you know, I have to, she's a very nice person and she's part-time right now, but you know, I, I started finding, feeling this new responsibility to give her work as well because I, you know, I made an agreement with her about having work for her so that I take it seriously. So it's like a new thing, a new experience. And part of the stress was when I started, I think I didn't really sit down and do the numbers or enough. And I thought I could get out more content per month than I could. And that didn't work out. And that was like a big thing. That's like cold water in the face right there. I was like, Oh, I'm biting off more than I can chew. I need to slow down a little bit and do what I can within my means right now. Just be consistent every month. But to answer your question more specifically, yes, you just have to have faith. and You need to pattern your plan and your consistent action every month after what has been proven to work. And as long as you have a good baseline and you know what is the potential, the possible payoff, as long as you're doing your best effort to do your homework and go about this the right way, you just have to trust that the trust in the process and just keep going, you know, and don't doubt yourself too much you know it's it's not easy sometimes right you're absolutely right you know it's um yeah it's tough there's a famous book by seth godin called the dip have you read that one no 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 it it, seth his books are pretty short they're like 100 pages or so and they read very quickly short sentences short chapters everything like that but yeah, you don't know when you're in a dip. And I mean, you were starting mm. from scratch, so you were in the first dip there. But like sometimes when you grow and then you go back down, you don't know if you're in a dip where you need to bail mm. or if you're I in see. a dip where you just need to keep pushing through and you're okay. you're almost at the tipping point. Yeah. Where you're about to start earning money. Maybe you're getting out of the sandbox. And a lot of people, yeah. they just quit too soon. And yeah. the amount of time that you put into the site and the number of months and the, like we said, sort of the, the false starts and hiccups along the way, it would have been really easy to bail, but there's a good chance in what, like another year, the traffic's going to explode and it's going to be, yeah. and we won't hold you to it, but do you have any prediction, maybe the first couple months here, once it starts uh, monetization? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I get like $500 per month. And then because if I could just do that the first couple first few months, because it's going to take a while for it to ramp up, obviously, but uh, because I expect to be what's what's this month? This is a uh, March. I guess. So I, by the time August or September roll around, I expect to be making about a thousand over dollars And it's just going to com- compound on itself because I'm just going to take the money and put it back in there and grow a team and just do the same over and over and over. So ideally, I, I would feel happy if I'm like at five hundred dollars within uh, once ads start running within about like a month and a half, two months. I think that's very easily doable. Yeah. And one thing I like is <clears throat> you're obviously thinking about this on a much longer time scale than yeah. a lot of people are like six to twelve months. I want to be earning X amount, and you're looking, I assume, at four to five years based on some of the things you said. So, yeah. Like, have you always had a long-term vision like that when you're working on these things or has that shaped over time? I think I had somewhat before, but it was never quite at the scale it was before. So I'm fortunate enough to have looked at examples of other people who were kind of in a similar place with me a couple of years ago. 
uh, and they did, they just kept doing the same stuff and they just kept doing more of it. Like they got this one site making a lot of money and then they created another site. And then eventually they had a portfolio and several of them are at six figures a month, which is mind blowing. So now my, the scope of what I know is, I didn't know that was, I didn't, it wasn't within my realm of possibilities in the past, but now I know it is possible. It's, it's not bullcrap. It's possible. These are just average people. So now my scope is what's out, what's possible is what I'm aiming for. Whereas before it was just, I want to make a few thousand dollars a month. That's great. Now it's like, I want to get to, to 10, to, to, excuse me, to five and then eventually six figures a month like these people. So my scope is expanded a lot, you know, very cool. Pretty much. Yeah. So I think we covered a lot here. And if people have questions, please ask them in the, the comments over at YouTube, or you can shoot me an email feedback at Doug.show if you're on the podcast side. And Marty, do you have any other, you know, final thoughts or anything like that? I know I, I love catching people in the middle of what they're working on before we have yeah. concrete results. Cause that's where like 99% of the people are, they're in the middle of it. And uh, like, yeah. it, it's crazy. And, and I want to get more people on that are, you know, starting on a project like this, mm-hmm. Marty, but uh, a lot of people think, Hey, I want to, I, I don't want to be on your show unless I'm making you know, 4,000 a month, 10 K a month. So it's awesome to hear someone in the trenches doing stuff. You have been successful. You quit your Mm -hmm. job, you started another site and you're right at ground, uh, you know, at the beginning again, you're starting at zero again. Um, so anyway, do you have any, you know, inspirational thoughts, anything else for beginners? Yeah. More and more and more. This one, I think the single biggest piece of, piece of advice I can give to a beginner is don't listen to the noise, learn from the people who have proven they are actually making it work. Does it, there's so much bad advice out there. Even these days, it's not as bad maybe as it used to be, but there's so much noise like in Facebook groups, people who aren't even making money. If you follow their advice, you're going to co- cost yourself a lot of time and, and wasted effort. So listen to people like Doug, you know, and uh, all the, some other, you know, there's a lot of great resources out there. And it's just amazing what you can learn for free. These people have proven they know what they're doing because they're making the money. Learn from those people. Don't listen to every Joe, Dick, Joe, Tom and Harry out there. Secondly is uh, do your homework. Spend the time to find a good niche and uh, do your best effort to pl- plan your content, the, your your out, an outline for each article to get the most out of the money that you're spending for your content. That that's really helped me a lot as well. It re- definitely. That's awesome, Marty. <clears throat> and we have so many other topics that we can get into, but we've run out of time for today. It must be like five a.m. There, you've been up all night, and I appreciate you. Yeah, I've been up all night. <laughs> so good grief! That's right uh, next time. <laughs> I'll, I'll wake up early and, and we'll be good here. So anyway, if people have uh, questions or anything, be sure to let us know. We'll have Marty on again soon. And uh, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot to Marty for hanging out with me. And it was, it was good to hear from him. And like we talked about, he woke up in the, in the middle of the night there and, we um we got these episodes done but it's pretty tough i couldn't imagine i have a very i have a sort of a sweet spot when i like to record things and it's in the morning usually between i would say 8:30 
and noon or so is pretty good. And the secondary time is uh, sort of mid-afternoon, a time when I probably would do just a horrible horrible job is at the middle of the night when Marty woke up. I don't know if he woke up in the middle of the night or if he like stayed up late, but in either case, I would be probably a wreck. Occasionally, I do wake up in the middle of the night, but uh, here more recently, I haven't been uh, just in general. So uh, just appreciation to Marty. If you have any questions for him for the next time we have him on, feedback at Doug.show and I can relay some of those questions over to Marty. It's pretty cool. He's been able to quit his job. He's been able to travel and and see things. Of course, not all the travel has been uh, easy or pleasant, but he has been able to get out there and it's all part of the adventure. So hopefully, He's having a great time out there. One thing I want to point out before we uh, wrap it for today is I've been doing a live stream YouTube show with some of my friends, Alex Cooper from WP Eagle and Niche Website Builders. So Adam and Mark and Alex and myself have all been hanging out on Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. So you'll have to convert that to your own time zone. but. Yeah, we talk about a different topic. We kind of swap it around for everyone's channel, which has been a little bit, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't think anyone has a hard time figuring out where they need to go. Typically, people are probably subscribed to each of our channels, which is sort of the idea, but we tackle a topic and you could, of course, go back and check out the archive. It's really, it's more like a podcast to me. It's like a podcast. We talk about, things that are going on in our lives, things that are happening in the past week or so, and just a little catch up for a few minutes before we tackle the specific topic. The most recent one, at least at the time that I'm recording this, was about growing a site from $100 to $1,000 to $10,000 per month. We talk about the approaches, maybe some of the hangups and or mistakes that people have made, and the topics they they kind of vary from you know productivity tools, uh, productivity techniques, to growing a site, to lifestyle and things that we've learned online. The other part is even if we come in with a specific topic, there's a solid chance that we're going to go on a tangent. After all, I am one of the participants and I'm not afraid to just pull on an unrelated thread and see where it leads. I don't know how the other guys feel about it, but that that is what I like to listen to personally, and it's kind of fun to participate. It's more real. That's what would happen if we were all sitting in the same studio together. We would just go on a tangent, and it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to do that. So uh, certainly check it out. Like I said, we we trade the show. So uh, one week it's on my channel, one week it's on Alex's, and then it moves over to Niche Website Builders. But you could you know, figure out which channel has the uh, responsibility that week. And it, it mostly goes okay. There's usually a giveaway. So I, I don't do giveaways because I don't do merch and other stuff like that. But apparently people love it. I don't know. It, it's kind of funny because uh, on my other my other podcast, Mile High Fi, my 
partner, Carl, he's like uh, designing t-shirts. We have one. People like them. People have been asking about the t-shirts. And I think the store is almost set up, by the way. And then Alex gives away a, a t-shirt every week. And uh, I, I'm just not set up for that stuff. So maybe I can get the other guys to do it. I don't have any merch of my own. I have no branding. I just, I'm uh, I'm just a simple man. I, I don't give a shit overall. I realize people do like it though. So I'm not sure. In fact, I have an email from, I can't go into too many details. I have an email from someone that was like, Hey, do you need some help with branding? Like most other people have a logo and other stuff. And from the beginning, I have actually talked about this. Um, I sort of rejected all of that stuff, all the branding, all the logos, because I had so many friends that were like, hey, we're going to launch a business. We're going to do this thing. This is a little mini rant. I'll try to keep it positive though. So I had friends that were like, hey, we're going to do this business. We're going to open this thing up. And they spent you know, weeks on designing a logo. They were going back and forth. They had merchandise made. They had t-shirts made. They were working with a lawyer on trademark stuff. They were doing all this stuff that looked and felt and seemed like they were going to open a business. And then they didn't do anything. They had a pile of fucking t-shirts at the end of the day. So when I started working on my stuff, I was like, what do you need for a business? You need customers and you need to have some revenue like that. That's a business. Sure. You could split some hairs and talk about how certain things aren't quite a business, but the fact is, you know, if you have some revenue, you are doing something and potentially there's the, the uh, sort of foundation of a business there. The point being, I didn't spend any time on a logo. In fact, I don't even use a consistent font on my website. I actually have it set up to use whatever your system font is. So I'm not dictating um, any sort of special font. And it's just one of those things that I just stayed away from. I think maybe I just had like a little logo. But the point is, um, recently someone was like, hey, maybe you should have some branding and stuff. And uh We'll see. I, I like the simplicity. And I mean, I don't know. I just never spent time on it. Okay. We have a logo on the niche lifestyle show. That's what it's called over on the YouTube side. So just hop over there and you can check it out if you want to join us. It's very interactive. We had, um, I think the last couple of weeks, we've had like 70 plus people on the live streams, which is pretty cool. And hopefully, I mean, I think it's not going to be too long before we are like over 100 per per episode or so just for the live version. So pretty fun. It's fun doing the live show. I do enjoy it. It is a little bit early for me and it sort of disrupts my normal routine. It's kind of like working out. Like I'm like, ah, man, I got to wake up a little early. I can't goof around as much and I got to get to it because people are waiting for me at 8 a.m. The thing is I wake up pretty early. So it's it's kind of funny that 8 a.m. is a little, because I'm up for hours at that point in the morning, but it's just a little tough. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then afterwards, I'm like, this was great. I had such a fun time. It was exciting. I learned some stuff, had some laughs. It's just great. So like I said, it's like working out. 
It's like, I don't know if I want to work out, but afterwards you always feel great. You're like, ah, it gives me more energy doing something healthy for my body. And that's a wrap for today. I am clearly rambling on. Everybody have a great day out there. We'll catch you on the next episode. And yeah, be safe. Be safe out there.